following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game. Our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome into the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco, alongside Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips. Still virtual, but we've got him on the line as well. Chris Beam in the back as we continue to break down the 25-22 loss to the Arizona Cardinals. We are taking your questions. Ooh. Send me a question. Kyle underscore Yeomans on Twitter. I just tweeted out the, the cue for everybody to release some questions. So whenever I get those questions, we will answer those coming up in the next segment. But gentlemen, glad to have you back in studio. How we Yeah, doing? man. It's yeah, glad man. to be back in studio. Is it a relief? It is. Just for a split second it to, is. to be away, to go back to what we did all of last year, and then to come right back, and then it's not like you're stuck there. <sighs> Can I just hug this area of the desk? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I feel the warmth from there. I just want to hug my little Beamer section. <laughs> Beam, how much easier is it for you to do a show in person? Like on a scale of one to ten, ten being like the hardest thing to do, and one being like you were just fly high Cadillac on cloud nine. I don't know. The easiest with all four of you guys in here. Sure. The second easiest is how we're doing it right now. How we're doing it right now. <laughs> so this would be like a three. Yes, this would be a three. Solid three. Okay. Well, there's three in the studio, so there you go. Hey, there you go. I like it. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the pain in the ass right now. <laughs> no, I never said that. Fault. I didn't say that. <laughs> Any way we can get off of the, uh, the, the three-way call or whatever you can call it, where you have to have like a computer yeah. and this and that, it, it's, it's yeah, no three ways, way. Yeah. I hope all of Cowboys Nation at home realizes, and I know, I know they really don't because they don't get to see it like we do day in and day out, but realizes as hard as Chris Beam works the day Beam in, day out, week in, week out, to help provide content for not only Talking Cowboys, but every Dallas Cowboys podcast, and then some whenever he's on the field game day. I mean, he provides some of the best content <laughs> in the building. <laughs> did he bail himself? Did he? No, he's he's the one person real. that's allowed to like do it. that. Yep. <laughs> I think he's the one person that's allowed to do that. But Isaiah, how you doing today? I'm good, man. I am good. good? I feel good. Uh, you know, back, back on the grind at the work. Both both jobs. They're in here. Nice. That feels good. Yeah, right back at it. And, of course, the Cowboys have one more regular season game to go to, and that's mm-hmm. the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on the road Saturday night football hey. on ESPN. So they flexed it to Saturday, short week for the Cowboys. Shorter week. It's not a short week, I guess. No Thursday game, thank goodness. But, uh, Rob, I'll start with you on this. What what goes into the decision to yeah. switch it to Saturday? Why why are the Cowboys being pushed up a day? Is it solely based on TV, or is there something else that's kind of lined up with it? Well, first of all, I feel like the kid at dodgeball that just got last to be picked. I'm, I, oh. I, I feel left out today. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be back with you guys soon. Yeah, I think it's about TV. And actually, I was kind of surprised. Mike McCarthy said 
Uh, he talked to Rich Dalrymple, VP of Public Relations, and they kind of weighed in on the on the press conference yesterday that they knew that this might be coming five, six weeks ago. Wow. So I think it is all TV related and flexing things and finding games that have more, you know, playoff implications. In a way, this is this is kind of a boring matchup. I guess for for the networks in a way, even though even though it's the Cowboys Eagles, because both teams are in and it's just a matter of seeding. So, but I was kind of surprised that they thought this possibly could have been coming as early as November, apparently. And I, just in conversations being had yesterday, it also sounded like it may be a possibility to play on Saturday during the wild card round. Maybe not for the Cowboys, but also for the Eagles. It could be either one of those sides. Do you see that as a possibility as well for Dallas? I know the Eagles could certainly be put in that regard too, but do you see that as something that could be talked about later? Yeah, absolutely. That's the other side of it, too. And I think, you know, if you're going to have a short week, you'd rather have it this week than play on Sunday against Philly and then turn around and play Saturday night against Philly. I don't think I think, yeah, that's a possibility that now, look, they're either play Saturday or they'll play Sunday with that home playoff game. So, yeah, I think it's kind of a two prong thing. But but we've seen the league flex these games down the stretch and. For this particular week, I don't think it, it does them a lot of favors in terms of preparation, having to play on a, on a short week. But, hey, they're going to play everybody, right? They're going to load up and play. Isaiah, you're shaking your head? I, I just don't – I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's a business. You know, it's a business. And, unfortunately, the league can just pull this, pull this string whenever they feel, you know, at the um, dismay of the players, unfortunately. But, you know, you, you're, you're a constant professional, so the guys will they'll obviously figure it out and they'll make it happen. But – it's, it's a lot of demand on your body, man. How? <laughs> but that's the other thing, though, is like how much of a difference does one day a make? A lot. I get a Thursday <laughs> to a Saturday or Thursday to a Sunday break, but it is that much of a difference in Abs- one day? Absolutely. There's That's another day that you don't get treatment. That's another day you don't get to sit in the hot tubs. Another day you don't get stretching by, by a professional or get a massage, just recovery, acupuncture, you know, whatever it may be in, in your typical regimen, that's one less day or, you know, that, that you get for that potential week. And it's at the end of the the season when you need it most yeah you know when your body's most beat down so i like I, again the league has a has a job to do it's a business they got to get their tv money you know have to do what's best for viewership but at the same time it's at the dismay of players well they took care of the decision for the cowboys on whether they were going to rest their players in the final week <laughs> so there it is you know and i think that with with mike mccarthy in the uh press conference he even voiced like um p just said you know they knew five weeks in advance that they had an opportunity possibly to play in this game so you know look that's why they no matter what they say yeah we're going to play all of our guys because you have to <laughs> because you now you're in the sh- on a short week and how imperative that day off is uh to professional athletes uh but you know I just think I look forward to this matchup especially with everything that happened uh versus the Cardinals we want to try and get this offense yeah. back going and this is the week and you and, and that was going to be one of my questions to you man it's just you know go, after the the week that we had uh, with the offense looking dysfunctional did, is this imperative that you see at least, even like looking at it from a preseason game kind of situation where at least the starters play the first half and maybe uh, backups come in, in the second half. 
I think you, you play your guys to the point where you feel like you've accomplished whatever goal that you set out for that week. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to have a sense of confidence um, in your team. If that happens in the first quarter, it happens in the first quarter. If that happens at the end of the game, it happens at the end of the game. But I think you need to obviously take care of your guys, but you can't go into it scared. right? And I know that's probably the mentality that most people pr- pretty much have going into this uh, matchup. You want to ensure that you come out of it healthy. Um, but at the same time, you need to ensure that you come out of it with confidence as well and feeling good about your game plan, your execution, um, you know, and, and obviously you guys, you know, feeling good about their play. And kind of going along with that, I mean, Philadelphia is a team that's dealing with a bunch right now also. So you could get it, it get to that level in the first quarter, first half. Did you guys see the list of Massive. Eagles that were placed on the COVID list Massive. yesterday? Massive. Uh-huh. You want to see? You, I'm going to read them out because they're big names too. Ready? Yep. Jannard Avery, mm. Fletcher Cox, Ooh, whoa. Marcus Epps, mm. Dallas Goddard, Ooh. Nate Herbig, Jordan Howard, Ooh. Jason Kelsey, Ooh. Avante Maddox, Rodney McLeod, Boston Scott, Alex Singleton, Jack Stoll, all on the reserve COVID-19 list. Too early. Randall Cunningham, Brian Dawkins. Oh, <laughs> keep going. Keep Michael going. Vick. <laughs> Terrell Owens. Michael Vick. <laughs> oh, man. McNabb. <laughs> Just throw them all out there. They're all coming. It's crazy. It is crazy. Have you – I know we've been through this already, and, and we've seen the COVID reserve list play its impact on games like this. But, I mean, in terms of key starters losing – I mean, I don't know if the Cowboys – have faced a team yet that has lost that number of starters yet, Robin? Is there any way that they get back with this new rule because of the five days? Because even though it is a short week, yeah, I mean that, that's the thing is that with the five day rule and and testing on Monday and having these positive tests come back for Philly, that's that's part of the new protocol where now it's an opportunity for guys to come back Sunday, and you know. I think maybe with this new variant, you're seeing guys, by and large, it's not, you know, it's not 100% for everybody in the population, but people who are, especially who are vaccinated are clearing this Omicron quicker, you know, and I think that's, so that's part of the thinking is that maybe the Eagles could get a large number of those guys back by Sunday. We'll see. I mean, in the past with that Delta variant, I'm thinking probably, I'm putting on my virology hat here, <laughs> in the past with the Delta variant, you know, if a guy got... If a guy got the got COVID, you're you're out. I mean, we saw it with the Cowboys earlier in the season. You're out for that week for sure. Um, it, you know, there's less. It seems like there's more of a chance that you could get back sooner. So you know, we'll see. But I mean, that's tough for Philly. Uh, they're lucky that they clinched and, and and took care of business last week, right? Yeah, that's huge. If the, if any of those guys are missing, they're going to be missing them. I mean, you talk talk about your starting center, your starting guard, your your best defensive player in Fletcher Cox, guy who had a pick last week against Washington. So yeah, it's all huge. But let's let's keep st- talking about this Cowboys loss in Arizona. We've got Twitter questions coming up here on the other segment. You can still keep sending those in. We need a couple more on Kyle underscore Yeomans on Twitter, but. Uh, Heckman, when you take a look back and you've now watched the film a little bit more and you've seen and dissected what happened on Sunday, does anything else stick out to you that we didn't necessarily hit yesterday? You know, I tell you what, I was in the stadium watching the game and it's man, AT&T Stadium was on fire again. It was um, rocking, right? It was rocking. And, um, you know, it's so different, man, when you're at the game versus watching the copy on television, you know, and, and going back and watching the game again. I think one of the things, you know, I th- much has been said about the referees from the team, uh, from coaches, from people in general uh, in the media. One of the things that I noticed right away 
And, and I, you know, I've always talked about how I, I felt like establishing the line of scrimmage for our offensive line was so important. But the Cardinals did a wonderful job. Their defensive line did. And where they got away with some things was holding up our offensive line and, and pre- preventing them from getting to the second level. Mm-hmm. Those were calls that didn't get made. And typically, defensive holding at the line of scrimmage is one of those hard ones to catch. They don't call it a lot. but And that's why, you know, Vance Joseph, obviously the D.C., probably planned for it to not allow Connor Williams or Zach Martin to get to the next level, to get on Isaiah Simmons, to open up some of those uh, running lanes. And so those were some of the things that I saw. But all in all, man, I still stick with what I said yesterday. It just looked like this offense was out of rhythm. The penalties is really what cost them. It just negated any motive, any, any um, anything that they had uh, as far as offensive synergy uh, in that game. Greg Zerline. That was it? Greg Zerline. Hmm. This is something that has to be shored up. The last concern that you want to have going into the playoffs is worried about can your kicker make a kick once you get across the 40? <sighs> Is not the concern that you want to have. No the teams that have that confidence in their kickers going into these and going into this part of the season into the playoffs, you feel good. Didn't you play with Vinatieri? I did not have Vinatieri. You I, did. I had okay. Goskowski. Okay. I had Goskowski, which is he's pretty dang on good too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you you want that confidence because you know these games are going to be close. It's just it. It's playoff football. It's competitive. It's fast. It's furious. And it usually comes down to a drive or two. And you want the confidence knowing that, hey, if I, as long as I can get to that 40-yard line, we, we, have, we can put points on the board. And I don't think that, that Dallas Nation has that confidence right now in their kicker. I mean, we lost by how much? Three. Three. And he missed how many kicks? One. Yep. It's exa- you're exactly right. Leaving points on the board. It's why you lost week one against Tampa Bay as well. I mean, he left points on the board. You lost by two. I mean, that's just plain and simple. That's something that's cut and dry. Yep. The, you could say the same thing for the interception from Jaron Curse would have knocked three points off the board, but that's not as cut and dry as literally kicking in and having three points or not having three points. DYJ. So having that, that, that sort of uh, security would be nice in a kicker, but that's also why NFL kickers stick around for so long, if they are automatic. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, Greg Zerline's been automatic throughout his career. career yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say he's been that, at least this year. He's been good. He hasn't been automatic. There's a difference. What do you call it? A, a what have you done for me lately league? <laughs> that is. And I want to go back to the penalties that you had. I saw this, this stat from Jeff Cavanaugh actually on Twitter, and he said, Cowboys' first four drives. Driving, stalled after a holding call from Tyron. Driving, then stalled after Biotish false start. Dak then had that miss over the top to Cooper. Drive stalled, and then Lyell was a hold. I mean, stalled that drive as well. And then the touchdown drive on the last one where they didn't have any penalties in the first half. So that's I mean, that's about it penalty wise. Where does where does that come from? And I, I asked you this. I believe on the postgame show, mm-hmm. but where does where does that start? Does that start with the coaching staff, or does it start with personnel? It's coaching. I mean, I think most problems start with the coaching staff, and as again, as being being able to position your guys to be in the best spot possible to handle their assignments correctly without being compromised. And I think what happened this past game was a lot of guys were. Um, positionally compromised um, and, and kind of put in bad situations to where the recourse is going to be holding, 
right? It's, it's, you're going to end up holding. You're going to end up getting these penalties. Now, pre-snap penalties, that's something totally different. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to these holding penalties, though, that was an issue. When you look at the defensive side of the ball and you look at, you know, the special teams, Nation Wright, that's face guarding, right? Some of those things, I mean, it's just blatant plays. And that's why I, I don't allow guys to just say, oh, we're playing two teams. B.S., you know, you, you didn't you didn't put yourself in the right position. You were hey, Tyron Smith, you were holding, right? Your your feet were a little slow, right? You, you just got back. We get it. But it was a holding, right? Lyle Collins, holding, right? Be honest, you're out of position, right? Your, your leverage is bad. All these all these guys that were that had blatant penalties, you can't point the finger at somebody else and say, Hey, whoa me. Yeah. And and that's and that's kind of where I come at with that. You wanna to toss it to Pete? Yeah, Rob, what you got on that? I totally agree. It's probably not a popular opinion among Cowboys Nation, but I just watching that game and I watched it on TV as well. And like I didn't, I didn't get the sense that the the officiating was reminiscent of Thanksgiving, where it was just like, my goodness, you know, like I, the game moved along. I know Mike McCarthy. I know yesterday said herky jerky about ten times, <laughs> and yeah, the, 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 the penalty stalled drives. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I do think Isaiah's right. Like there was, there were some clear calls that I, I don't think you can debate those. Now look, they missed they missed the fumble at the end. That that was a huge miss, no question about it. But again, I said this yesterday. They have been one of the leading penalized teams in the league this year. It's been a problem, and it's not just the referees. It's something they've got to correct. One more thing on on Zerline. Jerry was on the fan this morning and said he was asked about his miss in the game and said, I think the most important part of a kicker is consistency Oof. and it's not consistently missing. And that was the mm. end of the quote. So Oof. they need more from Greg Zerline. But you know what? Uh, at this point in the season, like who's a better option right now? The guy's been in the league for 10 years. You just want him to, to turn it around in playoff time. Yeah, you should see the reaction from Isaiah in you know, studio right now. That's not just the general manager. That's the owner. That's, mm. a, that's a hot seat. Uh, he, yeah. Statement right there. Yeah. Kind of remind. Did you see what Mike Zimmer said about Kellen Mond the, mm -hmm. after? So the, yeah, that the was Packers, pretty. That was that was, that was that was harsh. It was savage. I see him every day. That yeah. hurt me. That hurt me personally. <laughs> oh yeah, Texas A and M, <laughs> Kellen Mond. That's my guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, they lost thirty-seven to ten because Mond had to start in front of Kirk Cousins. I don't think Kirk Cousins could have saved them in this game, anyways. But they asked the reporter asked Mike Zimmer. Uh, would you like to see a look at Kellen Mond next week? And he goes, not particularly. And they were yeah. like, wait, why not? And he was like, I see him every day. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, yeah, that's right. But I want to see him every day after this week. Damn. <laughs> right, man. That's, that was tough. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but just pick it. Like, I got a different view than you guys about the whole game and the officials and all of that. I, I just feel like, look. If you play football long enough, you know that they could call holding on every, every play. play right? You could call leading with the helmet on every, every play. play. Yep. And there are some. Obviously, you know, holding in doesn't always have to be egregious. Uh, just like P.I., you know, not getting your head turned around. It's, it's all subjective to what the referees are seeing where the ball is. I mean, there was some. There was a Amari Cooper in the end zone where it was clearly a P.I. that didn't get called. Yep. There are situations like that where these guys are giving it their all for one hour and they come back and they've played this game and they, they've been in situations where they've seen that particular play be called as pass interference and they don't get it. Mm -hmm. The, I just said talked about the defensive lineman holding the offensive lineman up. Mm -hmm. That holding call isn't called. The one on Lael Collins, dog, there have been worse holding penalties called in the league, and that was like 
you know, you just did one to ten. That dude, that was a one, a mm. negative three. You know, but they call it anyway. And and what it does is it stymies where your, your drive, yeah. and it make it takes a third and short now to a third and long, and it takes you out of position. They have legitimate gripes, as does everybody that say you look, you can't be pissed off about where what the, the referees did. But there's a point in the game where you look at it and you go, well, damn, we go back to what Rob was talking about in the Las Vegas game where you've seen this thing cost you a game mm-hmm. in penalties being called, and then it always seems to go against you. So that's just frustration boiling over from these guys. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree heck, with you. Real, real quick, like – Go ahead, Rafi. Sorry. Go ahead, Isaiah. Sorry. No, no, you're good, bro. Go ahead. Um, the only, uh, I, I was going to piggyback on what Heck said. I think there's another game, too, that they won, the Patriots game, where it was like, man, nothing's going their way with some yeah. of the calls. And, and it, again, there's no conspiracy here, but I understand why players get frustrated because I think that's probably three games now where they're like, God, can we catch a break? But the bottom line is, like, ultimately – you got to play well enough to take it out of the officials' hands. And that's all I was saying about, you know, and I think Isaiah said it post-game, like if you don't dig yourself a hole early in the game, you don't have to worry about the refs being human and missing a call late. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is not – who's the Saints playing a couple years ago in the playoffs? Rams? Oh. Yeah, like it's not that, that level yep. of – you know, like it's not like that. That that was blatant. Like, come on, like, what the heck? Like, you just cost us the ability to go to the doggone yeah. You know, yep. It's not that level. This is like you said, heck. Play. You could throw a flag on every play. You literally can throw a flag on every play. Referees are calling what they see. The re- the penalties are pretty doggone even. You know, it's just that it just you didn't come out the victor. Yeah. That's what the that's what the issue is. You didn't come out the victor. Nobody's complaining about the referees in the Washington game <laughs> no. or the New Orleans game and stuff like that. And I, I know that's that's a little tongue-in-cheek. Don't worry, Cowboys Nation. I'm not necessarily saying that's an Durr. accurate statement. <laughs> but it, it, it's true. If you don't put yourself in that position, it's a non-topic. Yeah. Going into Week 17 or Week 18, you don't have to have this conversation. But mm-hmm. certainly it, it's something – if you're the most penalized team in the league, and I said this earlier in the year, if you're the most penalized team in the league – that's got to be for a reason. There's something there. It's not It's not a one-week-at-a-time deal. It is every week there is something going on. But when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to take your questions, Cowboys Nation. I've got a slew of Twitter questions, some really good ones as well. We're going to answer them when we come back after the break, right after this. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. 
So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay on Talking Cowboys. Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobs at caliber.com. <laughs> Heck was stacking up the what mouse. is what is the equivalent? The mouse, did it. The mouse it has got it there. The yeah, I think that's it. about it. Got all of it. He's got a wallet, that's my man. the phone, and the mouse all stacked that's on P top of it. That's P wallet right other. there in his back pocket. <laughs> hey, Pete, have you tested out the spring on that money clip yet? I have not. It's been a weird Christmas. Mm. I'll get to it. All I right. promise. Oh, you know he will get to it. I appreciate the love. Make sure, you, make sure you laminate the birth certificate before you put it in the clip. <laughs> That's a great, yes. Don't, and the vaccination card. Yeah, yeah there you go. Both Don't of those hold things. it. Don't, yeah, do it all. Get it done. <laughs> That's funny. He go, right. he go test that spring. <laughs> That's the first thing to go. <laughs> somebody, somebody getting poked in the eye. <laughs> Whoa, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Second segment here of Talking Cowboys. We've got some Twitter questions to answer today. And uh, we're going to start with Christian Paul. Really good question here. I'll start with Rob on this one. What can the Cowboys offense do and the coaching staff do to help the confusion for Dak Prescott on defensive pre-snap coverages? Is there something that he just needs to overcome due to a lack of a run game? So it's kind of two questions in one. But ultimately, it's what do you do to allow Dak to be more successful, Rob? Well, Jerry was asked kind of that question this morning, and he, he talked about the route running. I think he said, you know, the route running can get better. I think we've talked about the communication between Dak and the receivers. I think that's probably something that can, can continue to get better. Um, look, I mean, I don't think this is something Dak has never seen before. You know, I think, I think you kind of – the, the the fan kind of answered his own question. I think the lack of the run game has really made it difficult for Dak in the passing. I mean, I'm not absolving Dak of everything. I mean, I think, there look, you go back and there's missed throws that he made, especially early in the game. But I think when they are totally uh, one-dimensional, it allows the defense to, to do some of those things and, and kind of dictate the, the flow of the game. And until they can get the run game going, whether it's just, hey, getting better production or not having those penalties that Heck's been alluding to that's wiping out some of those plays, they have to get some 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 balance back in their offense. And I'm not looking and I'm not just looking towards the wild card game because you know if they can get past that game, you're probably going to Green Bay. And it's gonna be twenty degrees or snowing or something and you have to be able to run the football. So even beyond if they're able to get past the first round, at some point the run game has to get going. Yeah, I think that 
with with all of that, what we've lost is our physicality at the line of scrimmage. Mm. And when you when teams come into a game and they recognize that you're going, we can easily get you out of your running back package by being physical with you. Then hell, we win. Um, Dan Quinn has definitely <laughs> almost gotten defensive coordinator of the year because he's made forced teams to become one dimensional. Um, Dallas is just like you. You talked about this yesterday, and you really made a valid point uh, about Kellen Moore's inability to stay with the running game. First opportunity to get out of the running game, he, he out of there. And so <laughs> this is a situation where, like like P is talking about, where you're going to need the running game in situations, especially when, you know, we talk about football so much from offenses, defenses, and special teams, but we don't talk about the elements. And now you're getting into that point where, hey, if you go to Green Bay and it's two degrees – Hey man, that ball don't don't float the same in two degree weather. So you're gonna have to run it, and they definitely have a running back that can does Green Bay that can two running backs that can run it. Agreed on both points. You guys uh, did a great job, uh, Rob P. To your point, you know Dak. I don't think Dak's confused. I, I I think Dak is perfectly fine at the line of scrimmage, but I think that Kellen Moore has to put him in better situations um, to be able to easily audible out of certain plays. Right, give yourself a two a two play look. Uh, he, they need to go back and look at the analytics of what it is based upon their personnel, based upon their formation. Give Dak a two two play call. Go into the huddle, call it, walk up to the line of scrimmage. If play A looks good, roll with it. If not, alert, alert. We're on to the second play. We're not having to go up there change a bunch of different protections. You have a good idea of what's being presented. I and mean, that takes a lot of data, a lot of research. Uh, so, and to, to the other point that you made, you know, the running game. Teams teams aren't, we're not, we're not able to run the ball right now. And to your point, heck, team, when's the last time teams feared this offensive line? They don't. It's been a minute. It's yeah. been a minute. Probably right? the New England game, right? Mm, didn't Maybe. fear them. Fear? They, they, at Probably one point not. in time, this offensive line was feared. Yeah. It wouldn't be that game for sure. It wouldn't be 2021. No, it's not 2021. Yeah. All right, This offensive line is no longer feared. So when you don't fear an offensive line and their ability to move you off the line of scrimmage, what do you do? Apply pressure. Mm. Pressure burst pipes. So that is what you're starting to see right now with the Dallas Cowboys is teams don't respect this offensive line. So you got to get that nasty back. You have to get that, that dog back. And they have to reestablish their intensity level at the line of scrimmage and start moving some guys off the ball. Because when a team decides, and we talked about this yesterday, when a team decides to walk all their guys up to the line of scrimmage, you should be, it should be a dog on magic school bus. They should just be moving those guys back five yards deep or at least popping open one seam, right, And so that one guy can get loose. It's kind of like when Heckman does push-ups and tries to wear a button-up shirt. It doesn't work. Because that top button going to pop open. <laughs> <laughs> that top will be coming out. Did you, just provide, did you just provide a magic school bus reference and Heckma's top button reference in the same sentence? Did you really just do the, that combination? I will have you know that my top button is buttoned a lot easier. Although I can't breathe now. <laughs> no, it's popping off for a different reason. <laughs> oh, man. No, awesome. man. That's crazy. All right. Kind of along the same lines, though, I'm trying to get this magic school bus back on track. Uh, John, show. John asked, kind of along the same lines, but it's more so toward the coaching. Why not establish the run early in the first? Even if it's not, quote-unquote, working, keep at it. By the third and the fourth, it's sure to be working effectively. Same situation. Why not get Coop involved early? Amari Cooper, stick with it if it's not working early. And he said as his example, look at Green Bay against Minnesota on Sunday Night Football. So kind of along those same lines, why not? 
are they abandoning the run too early? Yeah, yeah. And, and look, it, Rob, I've already said it, and Rob backed it up before. You know, it's just those penalties that uh, negate those long runs. We, you're looking at over 100 yards of rushing if you get those penalties back, right? Uh, but look, if is a fifth, we all be drunk, and I'm not trying to be drunk at 9 o'clock in the morning. I, I just want – it was I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just – look, I just feel like as, as far as the game plan is concerned, uh, going into the playoffs, we've got to find a way to get our playmakers the ball. That's just what it is. Right now, Amari Cooper isn't being – he isn't, he isn't being highlighted in our offense, and he just seems like a cog in the wheel, but he ain't. Uh, he's a difference maker out there. So is C.D. Lamb. And, and you heard him after the game, Amari Cooper talks about how the communication needs to be better. I, I, I don't know if that was an indictment on where they are offensively. Maybe they're not getting enough time to be together to talk about these things. But I seem, it seems like to me this is too late in the season mm-hmm. to, you know. And I guess communication can always be better on on. on both ends, but that kind of threw me off that comment about communication from Amari Cooper. Yeah, he slid that up in there. And the thing is, the reality is, Cowboys Nation, Kellen Moore doesn't want to run the ball. That is not in it's not a natural instinct for him to call a run play. He wants where's he where does he come from? Passing. Freaking passing background. Yep. He wants to throw the ball. There's no Air question raid. about that, right? Air raid offense, he wants to throw it around. So it's not a bad thing. He runs the ball because he has to run the ball. But when it comes down to him being in the groove of things, he's going to call a pass. And that's the and if, it, if there's no if there's no resemblance of a consistent running game at all, and there's no control of the line of scrimmage, what is he going to revert back to? Throwing the ball. That's his comfort zone. So that's the reality, people. Acknowledge that. And then additionally, when did we force feed Amari Cooper? What did it take for us to force for Dallas to force feed Amari Cooper? For him to say that he's frustrated. For him to come out publicly and say I'm frustrated. One point one million dollars a game. You're throwing the ball at me four times per game mm. until I complain about it, and then I get it four times in the first drive. <laughs> but what happens the next game? Goes back away. Goes right back away. So it's not natural for Kellen Moore to run the ball. It's not natural for Kellen Moore to force feed his playmakers. He has to make these changes. This is not solely on Dak. This is a Kellen Moore issue. I mean, earlier in the season, the conversation was that Dak Prescott was the extension of the coaching staff. Where did, where has that gone, Rob? Because that's my biggest thing is early in the year, it, it was. It was Dak Prescott would trot out on the field and everything was clicking so seamlessly that you felt like Kellen Moore was just in his head all the time. I mean, I mean of course, they have the connection and whatever, the mm-hmm. communication. But you felt like there was just an extension of the coaching staff on the field in Dak Prescott. So I still think there's got to be blame considered for both sides. Well, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I I think you go all the way back to the Denver game, and that's kind of where you saw a shift in terms of defenses adjusting to what they were doing well early in the season. And so you've got – it's a chess game. You've got to be able to counter that. We've seen them counter that at times in matchups. Down the stretch, these last eight games, whatever, other times they have it. And, and they, didn't, they didn't adjust well enough to what, what Arizona was doing on Sunday. And, and one more thing on the run game is, is, you know, is, is there enough confidence that they can win the line of scrimmage like you guys mentioned and just and pound it up between the tackles? I think at some point you just have to keep trying. Uh, but I, I think, you know, sometimes, sometimes Kellen will try to, and we talked about this going all the way back to the Tampa game in the opener, it's kind of a surrogate running game where he'll try to do, you know, quick screen game, quick game stuff to the outside, and that kind of serves as a quote-unquote run. And they try to do that early in the game, 
and Buda Baker almost took it to the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, he read that play to CD so quickly, and so that that you know that that wasn't going well for him. And all those bats at the line of scrimmage. I mean, Arizona was just everywhere. Uh, so give them credit for being around the football a ton in that game Sunday. Yeah, and have to give them credit. And, and that was my point that I was going to make. Rob was was you know they did a really good job. Vance Joseph he is a defensive coordinator. He's one of the best in the league. And he these guys watch a ton of film on mm-hmm. you. They study your tendencies to death. They know what you want to do. When Buda Baker saw uh, Connor McGovern go out there and cover, he man he he didn't even think about it. <laughs> I don't even know if they, he was supposed to be in a two safety high. But as soon as Probably. he saw him go over there. Three automatically yeah. came that way, and that's one of those plays that I'm talking about. Throw that whole play away. Don't use that one again. Mm. Um, but, you know, look, <laughs> I, I think we talk about without giving credence to the, the offensive line shuffles and things like that where the running game hadn't got going, we see what kind of success that Dak can have once he has a running game yep. that is going. You talk about him being an extension of the coaching staff. In a way, he is. You know, he's seen things on the field, and they've given him autonomy to be able to say, hey, you know what? I don't like that play. Kill, kill, kill. I'm going to go with something different. So, look, you can't you can't have it both ways. you still got to allow your playmaker and the guy that you've paid a ton of money to be the guy that he is, you got to still allow him to be uh, the, the leader of your offense. And it's got to start this week, I think, against Philadelphia. Damn right. Because <clears throat> they got to find a way to get back in rhythm. And, and, I mean, like Isaiah said in the first, segment whether that's the first quarter second quarter third quarter if it takes to the fourth quarter it takes to the fourth quarter and you got to get a rhythm back with Dak Prescott this offense and everything in between when we come back we'll answer a couple more Twitter questions including one very fiery one it's it's oh. funny it'll have we'll have some fun All with right. it when we come back here on Talking Cowboys want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. 
take his arm and just <laughs> Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Okay, the question was posed in the break. It's a Talking Tuesday. We're answering fan questions. Now, we've got a question for the fans. Uh-oh. Isaiah, present your scenario. All right, real quick, y'all. You guys, there's two mammals have to go into a, into the cage, okay? So only one mammal could come out alive. You're one of the mammals. You have to choose your opponent. Is it going to be a lion, a grizzly bear, or a silverback gorilla? Which one are you choosing to go into battle with? No weapons. No weapons at all. Just you and <laughs> Just brute you. force. You and brute force. And strategy. All right, y'all think about that. We'll, we'll get an answer from y'all tomorrow. I would love to hear all of your answers and why you chose which of your opponents to go, <laughs> yeah. go, go into this cage match with. And I, I chose a grizzly bear. I chose a gorilla. Rob chose a lion. I have chosen. It sound right <laughs> Beamer, Beamer like, chose a lion, too. Cho- yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, no. Everybody knows I'm not going in with a bear. No because bear. I'm, it's just not going to happen. Um, and I'm not going to choose. Chris and I, Chris and Sandra? I chose for the same reason. It's just because y'all want a quick death. Lions, you're screwed You're done. I, I want to live. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Dude, the gorilla will punch you. I can't wait to have some wildlife expert that's also a friend of Talking Cowboys tell us what the right answer actually <laughs> I is. I hear that. I want to actually know what that is. But I want to hear everybody's opinion. Cowboys Nation. <laughs> this is the crucial stuff we talk about in the. Final week of the regular season. <laughs> All right, final segment here. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam, Rob Phillips out at home. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Hope you're having some fun with us here on this Tuesday. Here's a fiery question. This is from Zesty, and this is a zesty, zesty question. Name, yeah. Um, do we have the worst blocking tight ends in the league? Oh, Jesus. Why does Kellen Moore continuously rely on them to block in the run game? Heck what? Oof. Yeah, like I said, man, Chandler Jones was a problem for Dalton. Uh, we can't, we can't do that again. But can you really, truthfully expect him to actually hold his ground against him? I mean, we—he's one of the best rushers. Look, man. on the one that, that especially where he got to uh, Zeke on the backside, like there was plenty of opportunity there. I mean, all we needed—it wasn't one of those things where Dalton needed to just like. Mm-hmm. Pancake block him. He just needed to hold up. Just they, be there. Just be there. Yeah. And kind of like the first half of the season. Ooh, God. <laughs> Rob, what you got, man? <laughs> Did I say something wrong? No. It's no. zesty. Uh, it's zesty. Rob P, what you got, man? Very zesty. Did y'all did y'all see uh Dan Orlovsky just get killed on, on Twitter for always gets killed. saying that, you know, part of their problem is Blake Jarwin's been out and and he's been the key to their blocking game. Stop and this. It's like Dan, that's that's not that's right. not Blake's Strength. Look, I mean, yeah, they are. They're both guys. I mean, look, the, the passing game is 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 both their strengths. And, and by the way, that it, it there is good news that Blake Jarwin is on his way back. Maybe not this week, but maybe in time for the playoffs. Um, I don't know about the worst because I can't. I haven't been able to analyze the rest of the tight ends in the league, but I can say that the effort. Yeah. I can say that the effort that Schultz gave in the first portion of the season may not have been the first half. Maybe if I know for sure the first quarter of the season he was he was giving a lot of effort. Now was he always the best? How no, he's not. That's not his strength. But again, all you can do is ask for somebody's best. I don't feel that same energy in the second half of the season. And obviously, Kellen Moore is still calling plays as if he's taking that same approach that he did. Early in the season, yeah. and it's ineffective. 
Yeah, it just hasn't been working the same way. Final question, though, before we wrap up here on Talking Cowboys. Do you think the injury to Michael Gallup potentially mm. opens the door for him to return to the Cowboys next season? And, I, I mean, I tweeted this out yesterday just rewatching the game. It makes me sick every time you yes. think about it for Michael Gallup, for the person, the player, the leader, the locker room presence, the weapon on the field. I mean, it, everything is going to be missed about Michael Gallup. And, of course, with it being in a contract year, it makes it that much worse. So, Rob, I'll ask you on this one because you're usually our contract expert, but do you think that this is a, an open of the door, opening of the door for him to come back? I know they've they've done that in the past. One of the guys who's on a lot of our shows, Barry Church, had a similar situation uh, it, during his contract year, but do you think this could potentially see Michael Gallup return once he's healthy? I, uh, that's a great question. I, I I don't know that. I mean, I think – I think Ian Rappaport made a good point yesterday uh, when he said there's a couple guys in the league that have had ACLs uh, and and still gotten their, you know, their due in terms of market value mm. on a new contract. That's Bud Dupree and Allen Robinson. So, you know, you hope that for Michael, honestly. I yeah. mean, it just sucks. It, it happens, and it happens this late in the season. Um, I know the Cowboys want him back. I think if it was always going to be a challenge from a salary cap perspective. Um, and so does that change in terms of in terms of salary? It's just going to have to be remains to be seen. Um, the one thing I do want to say is not only did he make that incredible catch as he felt a pop before as he was going up to make the play. All you need to know about Michael Gallup is watching his reaction as he went to the locker room with Britt mm-hmm. Brown after the injury, mm-hmm. smile on his face. His attitude is that's why that's why the whole team loves him. That's why he's such a great teammate. Uh, his attitude and everything, and so uh, he he's brought that to this team even more so than his talent level. So he hope he gets back and and makes a full recovery, and I'm sure he will. Yeah, and you just see the love that his teammates have for him. Um, you know, it, it, Cowboy Nation has for him where he was drafted from Colorado State and everything that he's done so far. Unfortunately, this is a business, and the business aspects part of it is going to take over in the off season. And just to keep it real with you, I mean, when it comes down to the salary cap and where we are right now. This team is going to not. It's, it's going to be some some moves being made yep. all around. So you know, obviously, you'd like to have Mike G back, and especially looking at the beginning of the season and what him, CD, uh, and Amari Cooper were going to do together. It just sucks to see him go out at this point, especially with the Cowboys looking to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, you hate it for him, and it's it sucks. It's it goes into the the injuries, the business, and it's it's all. Awful, and and of course, like Mike or like Rob said, we we hope the best for Michael Gallup. We hope he gets the big contract. Uh, we would love for it to be with a star on the side of his helmet again. But like you said, with the the salary cap and some of the stuff that's coming up this offseason, there's going to be a lot of conversation and decisions to be had. But that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had some fun. Send us your answer, Lion. Bear, Gorilla, who are you going one-on-one against in a cage match? Who will re- <laughs> One that you're trying to win, we should say. One that you want to win. You're going to see the Lord regardless. <laughs> <laughs> you're going T- to tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to preview the Eagles offense versus the Cowboys defense. Jalen Hurts and company have won four straight, and they have been rolling on offense. How do the Cowboys stifle that momentum? But for Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Heck, my Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!